Aloha, thank you for listening to Healing with Aloha podcast. I'm Desmond Hakias. Please follow us on Instagram at Healing with Aloha and also on TikTok, Healing with Aloha. And back to our episode. Aloha, I'm Desmond Hakias. I'm the host of Healing with Aloha podcast located on the island of Kauai. On this podcast, we talk about grief, we talk about mental health, we talk about healing and the importance of having passion for life. We, we hope that this episode brings you hope and healing with Aloha. And for today's guest, I have Danica Gordon. She's 37 years old. She's a mother of three amazing children, wonderful children. And she was born and raised in Pittsburgh, um, Pennsylvania. But I, um, she's motivated to, to see the world. She's enjoying her growth in areas of encouragement of women to learn their work, as well as how to process grief and loss caused by debt and or divorce. She loves learning, reading, and dancing, especially if it's with other friends and loved ones. <laughs> Me too. Um, she... she um, you should see her. She loves karaoke. Yeah, and yeah. so with further ado, guys, this is Danica. Hi, Danica. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. I'm so happy um, to have you on here. Uh, you know, Thank we, you so much for having me. Yeah. You know, we were talking earlier and um, there's three tips that we're going to touch on during this interview. And so before we go, um, like with the interview, I just wanted you to share a little bit about yourself. So um, our guests, um, our listeners can get to know you. Um, well, like you said, um, I'm actually 38 now. Um, my birthday <laughs> was in April. And so, yes, <laughs> um, I am a year older. Um, it's crazy how time flies. Um, I am a mother of three. Um, my kids are much older. Um, my youngest is 11. My oldest will be 21, if you can believe oh. it. <laughs> can't tell. <laughs> Um, and so, um, I, obviously I did experience, um, you know, being a teen parent, um, and growing, you know, growing through that, um, basically, um, my goal is to, um, venture on this speaking journey and just, um, sharing and trying to encourage women, um, mainly young women, um, in regards to worth, um, but with recently being divorced, I have seen this as another lane for me to try to provide um, just some light. Um, and hopefully that it's, it provides help and hope for other ladies. Yeah, no, and, and I appreciate you doing that because I think a lot of times we don't realize that our self-worth is not something that we were taught. You right, know? Absolutely. And depending on your culture and how you're raised, a lot of times we were taught to take care of everybody else. Yes. And so you don't take the time to, to understand how you feel about where you're at, where you're going and, you know, what, what decisions you have to make. What, what have you learned? Because you've, you've experienced, you know, from being a young mom yeah. and then to being divorced, was that something you realized that is not addressed? Yes. Um, I've, um, spoken, you know, in, in several settings, um, to teen parents, I used to, um, mentor teen moms. And one thing I realized, like you said, a lot of us aren't taught about our worth or it's not talked about, um, because I, you know, I proposed the question to the young ladies of, um, 
do you feel worthy? And a lot of them said like, no, or I haven't thought about it. Or, you know, like that's not discussed. And I was asking like, well, do you feel like you're worthy? And they, a lot of them said no. And I, well, why not? What disqualifies you from, you know, from having worth? So it's important that I feel like that is a topic that is to be discussed. Um, it wasn't discussed with me. Um, you know, you're not nothing, but at the same time, you don't know, you know, the type of worth that you have or that you are. So I think it's important for that to be brought up with young ladies. Yeah. And, and I, I think we need to start talking about it because um, sometimes we think, okay, because this event happened in our right. life, it lessens our self-worth. Yes. And that happened to me as a teen parent because um, I was the straight A student. I was the one involved in all the extracurricular activities and I was very well behaved. And um, when I when I became pregnant, everyone kind of looked at me, you know, sideways like, oh, it's, it's, the, it's the good ones, it's the goody two-shoes. So I had to deal with that, um, you know, from family, from schoolmates. Um, and it kind of, it does, you know, lower your self-esteem or make you feel a ways about yourself. Yeah, because um, in their eyes, they felt that your decisions defined you and that yeah. now you're giving it all up. Right, yeah. You know? But what in reality, it's like, well, you definitely are modifying what your goals are. Yeah, but absolutely. doesn't change who you are. Um, right. Just, just so you know, um, my mom was a teen mom when she mm. had it. And yeah. so at the time my mom was 19, she had three mm -hmm. of them. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, and I think we turned out decent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so right. I think, oh, you know, definitely having this conversation, it, it's good because yeah. people need to know that yeah. because other people have dreams and plans for you. Right. It doesn't change that you, you still have great things coming your way absolutely absolutely I agree um because you know my plan was to um to be a lawyer you know to go to law school um Duquesne University um here in Pittsburgh was my school of choice I was going to go there for for college and for law school and I was going to be this amazing lawyer and it didn't pan out that way. Um, but the funny thing is my plan B was journalism because I, I was feeling defeated and I was like, I don't, I don't have a purpose and I don't have a dream and I don't have, you know, I'm just a mom now. Um, and I was able to do my plan B, which was journalism. And I had been given a vision of a magazine. And so for a few years, um, probably up until 2016, I was putting out a magazine here in Pittsburgh. And so I was able to use my love for writing to do that. And that gave me, that kind of boosted my self-esteem again and gave me that sense of purpose. Um, and that's kind of what navigated me to share um, with young ladies that, you know, I've dealt with low self-esteem. I've been the team mom. I've, you know, been in, been in the difficult relationships and different things like that. And none of that strips away from who you are. You know, and so it's important for them to understand that. Yeah, and and I think that's amazing how you've been able to like turn it, turn yeah. like your situation, and and to find ways to take something you enjoy, right? And to be able to allow you to connect to people. Yeah. Um, do you think that people 
need to realize that sometimes the things you love and enjoy doesn't have to be attached to monetization. Like making yes. Absolutely. Um, and I think I've had to learn that along the way as well, um, because there's so much, especially when you're a teen parent, because having money, because you have to take care of these babies, you, you're now on your own, everything's kind of been rushed. Um, so it took me away from being able to enjoy something without money being attached to it, but moving through and having the magazine um, and just loving to do it, even though the money wasn't coming in the way I needed it to, to produce, you know, more magazines. I absolutely loved writing. I loved getting articles from people that were submitting and it, it like, it would bless me, it would minister to me. And I just, I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed doing the magazine. So yes, it is important that things that you love don't always have to be connected to money or making money from it. I mean, it probably lit you up that because of your situation that you were able to have um, compassion on other yeah. people and they, 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 you held space for them yeah. like in a unique way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree. Uh, what, what, so, you know, what we were talking about earlier about like, you know, the, the three tips that we were going to talk about. And I thought we could go over the tips and then share along like the different things about grief and then divorce and okay. whatnot. The tips. Yeah. So the first tip that um, you wanted to share with us is don't be too hard on yourself. Absolutely. Um, I think growing up, um, my mom was more of the one who was uh, more hard on me and wanted me to always work hard and make sure I maintained this certain level of um, just stature, I guess, like good grades, you know, different things like that, being involved in different things. Um, and my dad was kind of just like very supportive of whatever I wanted to do, like very, um, like would give his input, but um, just like, well, do you want to try this? Maybe you could try this. And my mom was more like, this is what we do. And this is, this, we get this done. Mm -hmm. And so I think taken from that, I was very hard on myself, um, especially as a teen parent. And so it was like, I didn't want any help from anybody. I didn't want to be on government assistant. I wanted to have a job and I wanted to work and I wanted to maintain, like, even though I was a teen parent, I wanted to maintain a certain, I guess, persona, um, that I had it together and I was okay. Um, and I was very hard on myself and you, you, we can't be, we have to, the same grace you would extend someone else who you may see struggling. We also have to extend, you know, give that grace to ourselves and be kind to ourselves um, and allow ourselves. We, we are going to make mistakes and to understand that and, you know, and just be a little bit more gentle with ourselves when we're going through things. Oh, and, and I think that's important, like being human. Yes. And having self-compassion. Um, that is something we 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 don't all know about. You know, what is self-compassion? You know, right. like why should we have self-compassion? Because if you don't have that love for yourself when you're at your worst or when you're having difficulty, then you're not gonna be able to pull yourself back up. Yes. Yes. And and so I think. Um, that's, that's something you got to build a muscle for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, what is, what is the thing that you felt you learned the most, um, you know, with, as you, cause you had, um, your second child from your first year, second, did you see transformation in how you went about parenting? Absolutely. 
Um, it's so funny. Um, the most change I saw was with my third child, but we'll just talk about the second. Okay. Um, so when I had my first child, I was 17. Um, and then I gave birth to my second child 10 days before my 21st birthday. And so um, I kind of had um, some experience at this point, you know, because by now I have a, a three-year-old. So I got, you know, so everything wasn't as, um, I don't know the word. I don't want to <laughs> say um, like nitpicking everything like, no, no, no. It was kind of more relaxed. You know, um, I wasn't so worried about everything and I kind of knew the ropes, what to do at what point in time. Um, so I was kind of lenient. I was older, I was able to enjoy it a little bit more. It was, it was received well, you know, because I was older, um, I had my own place. So it wasn't so, you know, people were able to actually celebrate um, this new life. Um, and it wasn't like, any whispers behind it maybe like it was with you know my first child you're growing up already and yeah, yeah so, <laughs> right absolutely so it was I was able to enjoy it yeah a little bit more than uh the first no and I think because you're able to enjoy it I feel more confident in your yeah. abilities as a parent as a mom yeah. um then it's like okay right it's easier whereas the first one you're like worried and then you yes. realize it wasn't that as big of a deal. Right. Yes. And then <laughs> with my third child, <laughs> my older kids are like, well, you didn't do that. We weren't allowed to do anything. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Curfews. Um, you're not allowed to watch TV. You're not no, allowed to watch this. Nothing, so. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I think you know, it's important for you to, to understand that you, you have to mature and grow. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. what you thought was okay back then, what, you know, you right. like, have to adapt. Yes, absolutely. Um, the second tip you had was take time to learn yourself. What is the biggest takeaway that you've learned, um, you know, with just changes you've got, gone through? you know, whether being a parent or like, you know, in your recent divorce, what do you feel like has, um, have, have you learned the most about yourself? That I like myself. Um, you know, there's a difference between loving and liking, um, mm -hmm. to like something, you know, it's like, oh, I like, I really like, you know, so you can love something and not like it, but being able to say that I like myself, like I mentioned, I had, um, low self-esteem. And so, um, um, my children's father is, we were together. He's my ex-husband. So we were together um, since I was 15. And mm. so I was with him for uh, more than half of my life. So I've always been attached to somebody. So even during that period um, of being a teen parent, I was also in a relationship. And so I was always conforming to those two roles. So as I'm growing up, I'm never um learning who Darnika is outside of that and so unfortunately um it took for me getting a divorce to be able to take that time 
to learn myself. So I encourage women that even if you are married, even if you are a mom, to really take time out to learn who you are outside of those things. What do you like to do? What makes you smile? What makes you happy? Um, what just what lights you up? Just no matter what, you know, it's important to know those things about ourselves. Um, outside of those different roles, whether even if you're not a mom or a wife, outside of work, outside of being a sister or, you know, a good friend, who are you and what, you know, what do you like? What makes you happy? So learning yourself, I think is, is very important. Yeah. And, and it definitely is scary. If that's, you're, you've always um, put others like above yourself. I know when I got divorced, it was like a while ago, like 12 years ago, it was scary because everything the husband the child you know and then it's like oh hi nice to meet you you know what, right. what do you right. want? I don't know what do you want right. to do? <laughs> you know I mean? but it's 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 scary but yet it's healing yes because absolutely I think society teach it like um you know Mother's Day just happened right and so you know people are um uh, giving shout out to to wives right moms and stuff and they're like oh they always put others above themselves I'm like yeah but I I, I think there needs to be harmony in right. allowing, allowing a woman to be able to love herself and and everybody else you know helping out it's like instead of it just being I don't know does it make sense yes absolutely I agree completely absolutely but then because it's so like, much is put on a yeah. woman <laughs> yes yeah, it's just like oh my goodness absolutely yeah and so I was like um before maybe I would say that's great but now I'm like no I think it, it's it's stress <laughs> it's, it's it's too much stress put on a woman to yeah. be able to to meet everybody's needs absolutely. and and like you said so it's important for us to to learn ourselves you know what yeah. I mean um read um go like volunteer listen to a podcast yeah um join a a fun class or something like that yeah people were um and there's a lot of stigma I feel like behind divorce because it's like you know when she gets divorced now she is dressing this kind of way and now she's going to these places and she's wearing makeup (laughs) and she's getting her hair you know and for me what people don't realize is Um, I was battling low self-esteem, whether if it was projected onto me or some insecurities I picked up myself. Um, And now I'm living in a place where I am accepting myself and I, and I, I love her and I love getting to know her and trying different things with her. I, maybe I want my hair long, maybe I want it short, you know, and you, you can do all these things unhinged because now you're not connected to anyone. So you don't have to worry about what they're going to say or right. how they're going to feel. You can just try it out. So I think people miss that. It's not that because I'm, it is both because I'm divorced, but not like, oh, she's divorced. So she's trying to do you know, I'm, I'm rediscovering myself through this divorce. And I think a lot of people might miss that. Yeah. Because they don't understand the relationships, the communication that was going on that would hinder you. Yes. Making um, personal decisions about your appearance or just the things you pursue in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so people just like assume. Yeah. And I think like one of the things about learning yourself is being able to block out 
the, the people's judgment of you in the Absolutely. process. Absolutely. That's very important because if you allow their um, judgments, you, you will have a hard time learning yourself because you're still basing things off of other people. And so you have to, you have to be able to block that out to really get to the root of who you are and, and what you love and be able to stand on that and let, and not let people shake that um, about you. If you stand on something, stand on it firmly. And, and, you know, I did these steps and this is what I've come to, and this is what I stand on. And regardless, like, oh, you just did that because you're divorced or, um, you're just acting like that because you're single. And a part of it is that because I've had to go through these things because I'm in this new territory now. And so now I have to discover and rediscover certain things that I wasn't faced with before. Yeah. And yeah. maybe you didn't have the opportunity. Right. Exactly. Have it as an option for yeah. you to consider. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, people often forget that, you know, they just think, oh, you know, it's like, no, there is so much things that happen on the back end. Yeah. People's relationships. Yeah. And it, it, it hinders our mental health, our spirituality. Yes. And so much more. And so Mm -hmm. now you have this, this freedom Mm -hmm. choose and it's okay if other people aren't on board with. Right the direction you're heading. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the third tip you had was take time to heal no matter what, uh, what, what it's from. Yes. Oh, you want to share about that? Yes. Um, um, so the divorce, for example, you know, cause it's kind of like, so like when you're, when you finally decide to separate, um, it's like, um, a death you know for me and so then I break it into like that part was like death for me and then you know going to actually go file for divorce is like going to the funeral home and giving the information because you like it's hard to talk about it's hard to get this information it's hard to keep thinking about this knowing that it's no longer you know um and then actually getting that piece of paper saying your um that your divorce is like the funeral. Like, so there is, it's a process of losing something and, and being ripped, torn apart from something. Um, and so it was important for me to constantly question myself and constantly process where I was at each stage. Um, and it's like, even though I know it was the right decision, it didn't make it any less painful. It didn't make it hurt any less. Um, it didn't make it any, you know, it wasn't comfortable. Um, of course, I questioned like, is this the right thing to do? Um, because I seen the effects around me, you know, with my children. Um, and so it was very hard thing to do, but being able to take a step back, like I said, and and process what I'm feeling. Why am I feeling that? Why am I angry? Why am I, you know, why am I having these feelings? Um and, and, you know, constantly have open communication with my children um, and trying to not be bitter um, because it was a very upsetting thing. Um, and healing is just very important because, but it's hard at the same time because you have to immediately go from being married to somebody to being divorced to co-parenting. 
Yeah. And that is a, like, that is a whole world, like, that's mind boggling. Like, it's not easy. It, it no. depends who's your partner. It's not right. easy. And it's because like, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's definitely a lot. And I'm just like, how, how do people don't, I've, I've never heard anybody talk about navigating, um, divorce immediately into co-parenting like how that's very hard thing to navigate because you still have your own feelings going on about the situation but you constantly have to be in communication with this person that you don't want to talk to that you don't want to be bothered with you don't want to see and so it's like if you have to build boundaries to be able to have that time to heal like you're supposed to and so regardless of how many boundaries you have to have however they don't understand them do whatever it works for you on your journey to healing because that that's a hard thing it is it's difficult it is and you know healing it's an ongoing process it's not like it's been a year we've been divorced we're good now we're good right because everyone looks at me and they're expecting me like you still feel some type of way about or random things will come up in my emotions and I and I'll even say to myself like well it's been two years what's going on here but that's not that's not how it works you're going to still have those emotions you're going to come you know you know because I think yeah you're comfortable yeah Yeah. so um you know I constantly think about like this is our time we should be together getting ready for our two older kids to you know be moving out going to college and now I'm here doing this by myself you know and so I don't know it's, it's rough yeah because it's like you you find yourself um going between two worlds right like yes. like you know okay we're here right then on the back side your subconscious like you, technically it would have been here right right like if we were still together exactly exactly and i think like people have to understand that it's normal to feel yeah. that way yeah absolutely to sway between the two yes and sometimes trying to talk to certain people they don't help um you know but just finding people who are safe and who are compassionate and not judgmental of feeling that way like you're gonna grieve right yes we could have been here like if we have we could have been this much further yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) but it's like I, I think it's 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 important like to talk about this because it's real and and nobody should ever feel like they're gonna get it like understand the process because it's, right. it's it's unique and yeah. sometimes the people you're involved with doesn't make it easier right to, to navigate this process. Yes. That you go from ended this relationship but you still have a relationship with them right and that was the hardest thing for me to navigate and I'm glad um I'm starting to get to a point where um because I've always been cordial we've always been you know we're cordial with each other um and but I'm getting to a point where I can tell that a lot of healing has taken place because things that triggered me are no longer triggering me I'm able to talk about different topics that were sensitive before and are not so sensitive now and so I I can definitely see the growth and I'm thankful for it um but it is I'm I'm 
I'm grateful that I, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, I guess, worse than it could have been as far as my ex-husband. Um, you know, like we didn't make anything extra harder for the other person, That's even good. though the situation was hard in itself. Um, and so, yeah, so because we have three beautiful kids and we have to, we have to take care of them together. And I, I don't want them to endure any further pain than the divorce has already caused, you know, so. No, and I, I understand Like my mom was like, my mom's divorced and she remarried. She said, if you guys can just be friends, you know, for the sake of our son, then you're better off. Right. You know, not like best friends, but. Right, like, exactly. You can, if possible, be cordial. Yes. And then the transition. And so I think it's commendable for you guys to, to do that because you're trying to make the kids feel like it's not because of you that we got divorced. Right. Right. There's things that were going on between us and we tried. And yes. it's better this way. Yeah. But do you feel that the kids, your children can see a difference though, you know, since the divorce and how much like because you've been working a lot on healing yourself, right? right? Do you yeah. feel like the kids can see a difference in you being present? Yes. For them? Yes. Um, like I said, I, I have very open communication um with them and I you know, I try to um, gauge where everybody is, question how everybody's feeling, how everyone's doing. Um, I know because I'm their mom, they're not going to open to me, you know, 100%, but I try to make sure they know um, that they can talk to me. And um, we're very frank with each other, you know, and they they can see, you know, um, that I am in a better place, that I look different, that I glow a little bit different, you know, so, um, so yes, yes, for sure. And, you know, ultimately kids just want us to be happy. Yes. They, as parents, they, they, they truly want us to be happy. Um, they, they're, they're probably more adaptable than we realize. Yeah. 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 And that's true. And I think that's true for my older two, for my youngest, she's having a little bit more of a harder time. Um, but I think she's um, getting to the place where um she's owning it kind of um she's understanding what happened she knows it's something that doesn't seem fair um but it was for the best that it's not her fault you know that we both still love her very very and I think that's important and that, it's like a cliche cliche thing to say but it's very important that the kids understand that it's not it has nothing to do with them um, and that they are still loved on both ends. Um, and that we're able to continue to exhibit that to them, um, you know, so that's very important. But I think it's 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 great. Like you're being able to have that open lines of communication yeah. with her and allowing her to express like, ah, like I don't like going back and forth. I don't like, right. she's probably going to feel it more than your 21 year old. Yes, absolutely. You know, so it's like, oh, now I got to shuffle back and forth every week or, you know, like whatever and stuff, but like you just allowing her to express herself. Yes. Because I think that's what they really need. They need to be able to be heard. Yes, I agree. And that was a very big thing for me, um, for them to be able to do. Like no matter um, if they thought it might offend me or hurt my feelings but just being able to share their feelings and how they felt about the situation that was a big thing for me yeah and communication um 
that that really helps them to feel loved is yeah is you wanted to hear how they felt yeah it wasn't just about you and the dad like right everybody you know and and I think that makes it I I, I have so my son's 15 and I, and I was like oh, what is it like being a, a child of divorced parents he's like well, I don't know yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's just so used to going back and forth um yeah and, and I just kind of like leaned into just saying your dad loves you you know what I mean and yeah the, the dad and I we, we hardly talk we mostly text you know like okay you yeah. know, what's going on and then I think that minimizes the extra triggers that could pop up you know when you're talking right to right um, and so you just like keep it simple and just yeah. like okay we're gonna what day what time right. <laughs> anything right. oh, everybody's okay okay right. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I just wanted to ask you uh, another question of so you know overall like what would your advice be to someone who's who who's like in the process of like a divorce what what is like one advice that you've like you would like for them to know um I know it's it's been two years yeah. but like if you could give any advice to to yourself and to someone that is is currently um divorced or in the process what would you say um to let yourself feel those emotions don't try to like suppress anything or because there will be a range of them um, you can be like, I'm glad I did this and boy, bye or whatever. And then the next day you might be sad. Like, what did I do? What am I doing? Um, then you might be angry. Like, I can't believe I'm here because of X, Y, and Z. All those feelings are valid. Um, and it's important to allow yourself to feel them and try to process why you're, why you are feeling those feelings, like what triggered it and why is it bothering you, um, to kind of, um to deal with them and get past them also to um I know sometimes a support system is hard um to come back because people deal with a lot of trust issues and they'll be you know they don't want to share but I think it's important to have at least one person that you can vent to like just be completely transparent with um I have a really good friend and she has been um definitely that like when I'm tired of talking it, I know she's tired of hearing about it, but she will listen. <laughs> she will listen. And, you know, there's times when she'll let me vent. And then there's times when she'll give me her input. Um, but I think that's important to have as well. And of course, prayer um, for me was, was a definitely um, a big thing. And so um, I think that would be my advice for myself because I kept wondering why I was having all these emotions if I did something that I knew was right the right thing to do but I, I feel like it's just a part of the process so just to allow yourself to go through those things and have that support system no and and that's great advice um, that people need to understand it's normal to to waver back and forth yeah you know um, and and that if you can find at least one person yes. that you can trust or you know if depending on what you've been through to seek therapy a counselor you yes. know or those like, are very important as well yes yeah I've, or, had, I've yet to get a therapist but that is definitely on my list I think that is very important um as well 
Because sometimes you, you don't need feedback. You just need to vent. Vent, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, what is the best way for people to follow you? Like on Instagram, if they wanted to connect with you? If women Absolutely. You? Um, Instagram, I'm just at Darnika, D-A-R-N-I-C-A, Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N. So it's just at Darnika Gordon um, on Instagram. And I'm pretty much Darnika Gordon everywhere. So <laughs> I'll probably pop up. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And and I, I'm so glad like we connected because you have you know, so much insight to, to help women to understand that there's hope, even yes. if you feel like this wasn't the plan, that right. there, there's a plan B, C, and D that right. you can incorporate. Yes. And, and there, there are people who are going to like love and support you along your journey. You yes, know? absolutely. And so uh, hold on, guys, thank you so much um, for joining Darnika and I. It's a pleasure to have you. And Uh, You know, if you haven't subscribed, you can subscribe now to Healing with Aloha. Have a great day, guys. Aloha.